calling the dogs with Chancy and Chi. And we're already two weeks in, two games down, and I only have one word for last week, and it was it was sloppy, sloppy week of sloppy week of ball. But uh, hey, we're two and zero, uh, and in a week where everything else was on fire in college football, I feel pretty good about <laughs> coming out of this weekend unscathed. Yeah, completely agree with you. It was a uh, a nasty weekend. I didn't get get to see much of um, much of anything, to be honest with you, Chancy, as uh, we discussed uh, last week. I was in a wedding, uh, one of my best friends, and uh, I'll forgive him because it was a uh, no name team that we played. But if that was during a bigger game, I might have I might have had to have a word with him. But um, Unfortunately, I, I didn't get to see much of the game live, but was able to uh, to kind of catch up on it and all that. But uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, with all the crap going on uh, last weekend and the big upsets and um, teams just not living up to their billing, uh, it really felt good to come out of a weekend and just say, "Hey, I'm, we're two and zero. Let's put it behind us and move forward from here." Well, and, and we 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 talked about this, and and it's something that basically got reaffirmed in all of college football. You can't judge everything by the first week. You can't judge. You, you, everybody makes all these claims, all the headlines. It's what gets everybody going. Um, Anthony Richardson was going to win the Heisman. Uh, Alabama would never be touched. Um, at Texas A&M is well on their way to being a, a powerhouse. Uh, Notre Dame kept it close to Ohio State, so they're going to be relevant. I mean, you can think of all of the highlights and the or the headlines that – just got squashed this weekend that were just so funny. I mean, we didn't even get to talk about all of them last week, but so many of those, I, I could, I, I wouldn't have said Notre Dame would have lost to Marshall or A&M would have lost to App State, but uh, just to, the hyperbole that you always see in week one is just incredible. And we saw a lot of that get, usually you don't see it get squashed so fast, but it, a lot of it just completely turned on its head in two weeks. Uh, so it, it was nice for, for our week to be a little quiet, uh, to kind of be sandwiched in between a lot of those big games and to, to not draw much of a fuss. I mean, I felt like for for our week, we we were kind of having a, a, a big first game high. Uh, we were coming off a first game high and just – didn't look as clean as we did. I mean, how could you have looked that? How could we have looked that good twice? I mean, yeah. even against a team, it's tough to. We just went and played in a Chick Fil A kickoff game, pantsed Oregon, and just played a phenomenal opener. All the things you're worried about. Can you come out fresh? Can you come out clean? And we did all that. We were, we were connecting. Stetson was in sync with all of our receivers. He was making plays, and some of those plays that he made against Oregon he did not make like there was one of the scrambles he he was going we had driven into the red zone he was doing his one of his scrambles the, the scramble that he eventually threw a yeah. touchdown yeah. against Oregon and he takes it for like a 18 20 yard sack and mm-hmm. puts us all, basically out of field goal range and then he and, missed the um, kick yeah missed the kick because it became a 50 yard field goal <laughs> when it was really a chip shot. And so little things like that. I mean, nothing nothing about this weekend gave me qualm or gave me gives me gets me scared, but it it kind of brings you back to reality. It's like, okay. We're we're somewhere in between what we saw. <laughs> well, it's exactly like you said last time. It's you know, it's never good as it seems and it's never as bad as it seems. And I think that right now you and I discussed this beforehand like 
this is a good thing for us to go ahead and get this game under our belts. It's it, This is a tough kind of game to get a team that's as talented as ours is and, and wants to play the best and most elite talent across the, across the line of scrimmage. It's tough to get them excited for this kind of game. I mean, this is basically a glorified scrimmage. It's very good for us to have these kind of games uh, because it helps to kind of shore up on, on some things and miscues from the weekend before. Uh, it also helps to, to bring us bring in some freshman talent, some young guys to get some playing time and see what they can do you know, against a, you know, an inferior opponent. And I thought that, for the most part, that was reflected in the play. I mean, you, you get a... You know, 30-point lead in the first half, and, I mean, you know, we only scored three points in the second. So what what exactly does that mean? Not a whole lot. It, it's not like we were sitting there trying to put the pedal to the metal. Uh, the Sanford coach across the, uh, you know, across the field, you know, him and Kirby are buddies. Uh, they, they go back to the Valdosta State days. So I don't think it was really a, a – a, it's, it's bad it's bad to be sloppy whenever you're the best team in the country. If it, I mean, I think we're the best team in the country. I mean, they ranked us number one, right? <laughs> That's one thing. I guess we should have started that off. We are the ranked number one in the AP poll, which, I mean, let's be honest, really doesn't mean anything. But I do think it's important. I think I mentioned this earlier. I think it's important to have those uh, polls already because it helps you to kind of build a resume r- rather than, oh, we beat – Oregon, if Oregon doesn't have a number next to its name, does it really mean anything? Um, you know, a lot of people can go ahead and say, hey, that, that team wasn't as good as, as we think, but is Georgia as good as, as, as everybody thinks? So, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad that we have this game behind us. I think there's going to be a lot of, of, of teaching points uh, that we're going to bring out of it, and I think that uh, I think we're going to learn a lot about who we are moving forward. And then we got our first SEC game, so uh, they better learn pretty quick. Well, and I say all this, and really what I was gleaning a lot towards was offensively we weren't really there. Defensively, I felt like we had a great game. I, I mm. felt, I mean, we anytime zero points are scored, <laughs> it is a great game defensively did you and, see that uh, stat by the way we have the most shutouts since 2016 of any team it, i have zero surprise in me that that is the case because I, I, I i don't mean to cut you off but like that so they put out like a little graphic of it and it's like one of those things like okay you got your arkansas states in there and your sanfords and then you got your techs and it's like okay well tech yeah you know that makes sense but the beautiful thing is it's also got arkansas Kentucky, Missouri, Vanderbilt, and Tennessee in the graphic. I mean, and, and that's a that's just great. I mean, the fact that Tennessee's on there anywhere, just a beautiful thing. So, but yeah, yeah, I I didn't know if you had seen that, but it just brought a brought a tear to my eye. Well, and, and then if you put in there the number of teams that have scored less than ten points on us in that <laughs> in that same period of time, I think it'd get pretty scary too. Uh, what that? Well, think about it. Last that, or two weekends ago, I mean, Oregon was one one. Uh, Somebody, somebody pointed out that that field goal that they made, it, it, it kind of came on the heels of that. Uh, there was a person on foul play that, that extended their drive. I can't remember what the situation was, uh, but somebody was like, yeah, they shouldn't even have three points, so that Oregon should have been tacked up. I mean, we should have basically not given up a single point for the year. <laughs> and also, another fun fact, we are the only team in college football that has not given up a touchdown uh, yet this year. So We're two games in the season, though. Let's just let's, well, let's I feel pump, like let's I, pump the brakes. I feel- I felt like we were nine games in before we gave up a rushing touchdown last last season. Uh, it was there was some stupid 
stat. I mean, it was it was like four or five games before we well, gave up a rushing touchdown. Wasn't um, uh, it was it was I think it was more than that because didn't we give it up to Auburn? I think it was Auburn. So so that would make sense. I guess five games in five. I, I keep forgetting that Auburn's in October now. Which <laughs> yeah. I, you know that, that I think that's something that I have complained for for lack of a better term complained about uh for for a long time now but um yeah i think it was but, i think it was against auburn i think old well Bo, we're, we're, no it wasn't well, it was uh i can't remember whatever <laughs> it's, it's of the past it was of that national yeah. championship season uh this to be able to go and it's just so funny to think that this was the year we were going to have our regression defensively and we still haven't played any major offensive powerhouses and we've still got some teams that are uh, I mean, I still think there are some gaps that we can see defensively, but I think our defensive line showed up. We were able to get our first sack in the game and our sack of the season, and we were able to cause some some havoc. There was 19 total rushing yards. Uh, I mean, they averaged 1.1 yards a carry, uh, which is – you can't ask for much better than that. So uh, we they, – they just didn't have – they didn't have an answer to anything we had defensively. Our guys were just, just all over the place. Uh, Malachi Starks almost had another pick six. I mean, it, it it looked almost like Chris Smith that he he had, and we kept causing turnovers. So I think defensively, Jalen Carter. I mean, they just sent every human they had in his general direction just to try to keep it remote, uh, remotely under control, and that just doesn't work. Um, so I, I felt like defensively, it was a, it was a solid game. Uh, just. I'm I'm impressed to see where we're at so far. We're just we're so fast on defense. We are so fast. Our guys are everywhere, and for what we may not have an experience, that speed can make up for a lot of your errors when we get further on into the season. I feel like and uh, so. But defensively, I just want to make sure it's everything that we said earlier. Most of that applies to the offense, just not exactly quite in sync. But defensively, um, I know Sanford's not a scoring powerhouse, but it was good to. Anytime you pitch a shutout, you're uh, you're you're doing something right. Uh, that is, um, let's see. So we have. I actually just read this um, just now, and I think it just came out recently. So um, sounds like sounds like Ad Mitchell uh, who was uh hurt his uh, ankle i guess i think on the first drive of of the game last weekend sounds like he did did not practice today and so uh sounds like he's he's not expected to play uh this weekend um i think that's it's probably still kind of it's still kind of iffy kirby said today that it was ron was positive about him playing this weekend but it's not official so yeah this is this is something that uh, I'm, I'm, I just was posted 15 minutes ago, so maybe I don't know if that's like more of an update or or, or if it's just echoing what Kirby was saying earlier or what. But um, and, you know, it's not like I think Eddie Mitchell's. Regardless, I mean, if it's just an if it's an ankle situation, if it's not a high ankle sprain, that's something that he's going to be able to recover. I mean, I'm not saying we don't need him against South Carolina. I don't care. I don't care if you're playing an SEC game. I don't care if it's Vanderbilt or Alabama. Like you, you want all your best players to be able to play. And Ad Mitchell, I think, is there's no it's no secret that he is our top receiving threat. Um, well, you know, maybe a lad is, but you know, that's just you know conversation for maybe a few minutes from now. Um, but the thing is, to me, I I think it's we can definitely get by against uh, South Carolina. 
and you know Kyrus has not been playing a whole lot and I think we can we can do some shuffling around and there's some guys there's multiple guys that can play ADs honestly I wouldn't be surprised if what we did was maybe do kind of Kyrus Kyrus Lad and um and uh Rosemary out there um and I don't know if that makes sense with with technically what their positions are but that that sounds like a pretty good lineup to me but uh, that, I just saw that and I figured I'd mention it but uh, that was kind of worrisome because and it sucks because I mean you can't, you can't just trot out your your you know second string to start the game I mean this guy is gonna be starting he needs to be starting every football game and so I regardless of the opponent but anyway that's um that's kind of your update there I, I don't know if that's extremely new or if it's just echoing what kirby said again but um that's uh what i just read yeah and he he did come out uh he, he kind of limped off the field and uh it's one of those things if we feel like we don't have to play him then we may not play him just to just to give him the the rest as we get into the to the rest of the season but we do have some guys we had some guys that showed out this weekend uh and just while we're talking about receivers um guys that that showed up and uh, the guy that was was in there, uh, Dom caught a, caught a, Dominic Blaylock caught his uh, caught a catch, and um, he played, and it was good to see him back out there, and uh, but really most of the receivers, Dylan Bell showed showed out, and I thought he had a, he had kind of a good good home opener and, and caught a lot of caught a lot of good catches, had a touchdown, and um, really kind of had a, I would say a good good first game for him uh, or a good big showing for him uh at home he's the only receiver that called a touchdown yeah and so i was just just looking at that well and the thing was as we drove offensively we we had a lot of yards and uh, stetson had over 300 yards throwing the ball and we got in the red zone twice quickly i mean we we stormed down the field got there fast and stalled out in the red zone uh stetson just couldn't couldn't hit anything um, he missed Darnell Washington, and Darnell was pretty wide open uh, in the end zone, and he over he, he threw it over Darnell Washington. That's basically above the crossbar <laughs> <laughs> on the field goal, and uh, had a few had a few plays like that. He just he he wasn't in, in sync uh, in then, and um, missed a few of those. And then there were also a few drops, but uh, the big the big thing I guess when I'm putting that in quotations about this weekend was us stalling out in the red zone and not converting some of those touchdowns because really and truly should have been a should have been a 50 over 50 points scored um, just from those two red zone trips that ended up being a being a field goal uh, on both both tries and then what I mentioned earlier getting the red zone and then take a sack and then miss your field goal because you don't you're not in, in field goal range so just, just some miscues, a lot of penalties, uh, just not, not very clean. Um, it, it just, it was one of those games that you were just like, you kept moving the ball, but you, you take a step forward, then you take two steps back, and then you have to go back and and, and do these things. Still had some third down conversions and, and, and things like that, but um, just didn't, just, just wasn't one of those games. Everything, you, there wasn't an exciting play every game or every every time you, you turned around and. Um, and the thing was, is we were still moving the ball down the field, and so we were still, still doing well, and 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 did all of those third, did thirty of those thirty three points in the first half, and so I mean a lot happened in that first half, and um, we just left so much on the table. I think that was what, that was kind of the disappointing thing. We just didn't make a lot of those conversions when we needed to. 
Yeah, you were talking about like stalling out <clears throat> in the red zone. I mean, I think he was honestly even more so just a, a five yards and in was just weird because it was almost like we were hurting ourselves trying to play. You know, make, we made these plays where there was all these receivers that kind of weren't creating separation, and so we were just bunching up in the end zone. I mean, and what do you do at that point? And and there was times where where Stetson thought that he could make a play with his legs, and and he couldn't get around the guy, and. um I think that that's, you know, a lot. It's, it's still a, a big learning curve. I'm hoping that we can get to the point where, if if you're within the 20 yard line, you should be pretty automatic. At least at least you know getting getting points. Um, and also, you were talking about uh, Stetson just kind of he was just a little off on his accuracy. I, I think we just kind of bragged on him a little bit too much on the first game. Uh, I went back and actually watched. I, I rewatched Oregon. Um, you know, after we had recorded and how we were talking about how he didn't miss. I think he had one legitimate miss, and then the rest were overthrows. And, um, you know, this game felt like he just was either not in sync with the receivers or just was thrown off by the the wet ball or something like that because he was definitely overthrowing guys uh, and, and missing them. But he's played – it's not like with the Fromm situation. You know, I, I don't know if you remember this, but, like, Every time we had a rain game, Fromm couldn't hit the broadside of the barn, at least in 20, 2019. And uh, Stetson was, you know, I think a lot of people were kind of comparing that to this situation. Like, oh, he's got small hands. He can't grip the ball or whatever. <laughs> I don't know, man. You know, it's with Stetson, it's like, we can we get past his physique for for once? It wasn't, and the thing was, it really wasn't a rain game. It just, it wasn't. It never rained. <laughs> so, yeah, but so the field was, is wet, though. You know, it's, the field, it the field was rained. wet. Yeah, the field's wet. The field was wet, but it, and it wasn't staying wet. Um, so, uh, but anyway, it, it was. Uh, it, yeah, I, I, I think you're right. It, this is nothing to get concerned about uh, by any stretch of the imagination. Just let the guy have his off week, and uh, even you, you look at Bryce Young had his off week this week. It just happened to be against Texas. So, um, just just have your have your time and um and fortunately we didn't need everybody to be on their a game to be able to get past Sanford um so let's just let's just take take it with a take it with a grain of salt but uh I, I did thought from the um um from the rushing perspective uh I thought we ran the ball pretty well Kendall looked looked really good to me uh we we did did a little more between the tackles. How did he look in person? I mean, I, I still just every time I see him him on the TV, I still like it looks like he's slow. I I, I felt like I, and after what you said last week, it made me kind of I was a little more keen on whenever he was touching the ball. I mm-hmm. felt like he was looking faster uh, during the game uh, this past okay. weekend, and um, I felt like he got more touches. They were trying to run the ball a little more, Kenny. Kenny, you just get the, him the ball, and he's gonna make he's gonna make stuff happen. And you, I think with Kendall, you got to get him more into his rhythm of handing him the ball, let him do his thing. And he got more of that this weekend. I think he had what 80, 80 something yards um, yeah, on the he, ground. He had, he had eighty five. Yeah, eighty five yards on the ground, and um, and, and so I, I I feel like he was getting more into his into his rhythm. Had a few had a few longer run plays uh, this game, and so. I feel like he was getting into that mode a little better uh, during the game. So, seeing our run game do do pretty well, I, I felt I felt I felt better about him. And um, Dejon had a good game too. He he caught a few passes and um, he had a little one-handed grab, sort of 
cut of it. He probably got chewed out for. Uh, I, saw, <laughs> I saw that. That was was that that was early in the game, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was pretty early, and I saw it. And literally, as soon as he caught it, I was like, "Yeah, he's gonna get. He's gonna get uh, talked to about that." <laughs> as soon as it happened, I was like, "Ooh, that's cool, but you're not gonna have fun." <laughs> he's, he's gonna get, so, get, get reamed for that one. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, it was. Uh, I, I felt like running backs did a great job against Kenny. I mean, gosh, he. He had a he had another another solid day. A lot of those catches out of the backfield that led to some led to some big plays. Um, so I I think he had a let's see he had a long uh, he had a reception of thirty yards. Um, so I we kind of spread the ball out again, and so a lot of guys got a chance to touch it. And um, but the two guys to me that stood out, Dylan Bell and uh, and Jackson Meeks, they got some good they got some good touches this weekend. Hadn't seen them play, and um, and Brock, um, Brock, one of his catches was kind of one of Stetson's bad throws. <laughs> he had to just go airborne to catch that. I mean, he had to go incredibly high to catch that. But uh, but anyway, just just bounce around. We got the we got the ball really all over the place this game. So we got to spread the love again because my God, we have a lot of guys that can catch it. Let me let me ask you something. Um, how surprising is it? That Brock Bowers does not have a touchdown two games in the season. I, I think it's uh, I think that tells you two things. I think uh, for for me it does. Two of one of the first thing is they are not they if you watch it they are covering the heck out of him. I mean mm-hmm. they are locking him down because they know how much of a threat he is. And I think part of Brock enjoys that taking taking that uh, away and opening it up for these other guys because eventually that levels out. So if Darnell starts to get some touchdowns or uh, if you got if, if that starts to spread out and opens him up a little more, that's going to provide him some opportunities to have some big plays. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but I also think too it's to us just we're just spreading the we're just spreading the ball out and um, and trying to get especially to these receivers. I think we're getting the ball out uh, ball around and um, but I think I think Oregon was not going to allow him to catch the ball. They do their best anyway, and uh, and then also too, we just didn't really throw many touchdowns uh, <laughs> this past weekend. We threw the one, so um, it wasn't really wasn't really clicking. So, but to answer your question directly, I am a little surprised um, that we haven't found him yet. I think that um, I'm I'm going to go ahead and say this. I think. I'm going to go ahead and predict that we have two tight ends to score touchdowns this weekend. I think Bowers and Darnell both get their uh, get their first. Well, Darnell didn't get one against Oregon, did he? Mm, he did not. No, I didn't think. He, yeah, I didn't think he did. Yeah, that's uh, that's my prediction on the weekend. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that he uh, he gets his first touch in the touchdown of the year and Brock as well. Uh, I, I it's 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 a very good problem to have because. We have all these receiving threats. We get Ladd, we get Brock, we get Kenny. We've got AD. Obviously, you know he he may be hurt, and and we're at the point where all these receivers, excuse me, all these receiving recruits, we've been negatively recruited against for a long time, right? And now it's like, okay, well, how many excuses are these other teams going to throw out there? Alabama looked like butt against Texas, right? They couldn't get separation to save their life. I guarantee you, Texas, who do they have this weekend? Uh, UTSA. Uh, UT- UTSA. I, gu- I guarantee you, take UTSA plus the points. Take them. <laughs> I promise you, they're going to play Texas 
like their life's dependent on it. I promise you. And I'm I, and and I guarantee you they will play. I I, I guarantee you they'll play Alabama just as close uh, as uh, excuse me, play Texas just as close as Alabama did. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. Texas is not that good of a football team. Quinn Ewers, Ewers, I don't know how you say his last name. He looks like an idiot, but uh, hate that he got hurt. He was moving the football without him. That Hudson Card kid, yeah, <laughs> not not good, man, not good. Once, I mean, was there ever a chance? I know this is not dog related. Was there a point in that game where you thought that Alabama was going to lose? Was there ever I a mean, point? No, no, no. I mean, it was kind of. There was a couple times. It was like this. It, it was. It was always interesting. I was more. I was more concerned about like what Bama was not doing. Like I, I was look. It was like I was watching film for us, <laughs> and, and and trying to see what Alabama was doing or not doing, and. um but no, I mean, in my mind, I was like, something absolutely insane is about to have to happen for for that to happen for Bama to lose. But um, no, I just I felt like Bama walked in there sleepwalking and just didn't. They were not. They were. That was the sloppiest Bama game I think I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like Will Anderson was like the bulk of their penalties. I mean, he looked a bunch of offsides and just did not look good. He was, and... li- he, he was lining up offsides. <laughs> <laughs> he was lining up offsides like, dude, this kid is like thinking, I mean, I'm I'm thinking this this guy might be the first defensive player to, to win the uh, win the Heisman in, in a long time, you know, what, 25 years. Um, and, and then he's just, he played sloppy. I mean, he's still an incredible player. Oh, I mean, yeah. awesome, awesome player, but man, they just top to bottom just did not look good against Texas. And I think that I mean that crowd they were like, I think they had an extra like five thousand people in the seats and all this. Like, man, just a big time, uh, a, a big time atmosphere. You know, you know, you love college football for it. And then obviously, you know, you and I mentioned earlier. You know, it's just uh, a weekend whenever the Sun Belt goes three and zero against Power Five teams. Man. That's Chaos. a fun thing. The the best. What's the best out of the three? Again, we're we're getting off of dogs here, but I mean, it was a well. There's awesome not a lot to talk about. college football. No, there's not. And, and our South Carolina preview is probably going to last about five minutes. But um, the so you had Marshall beat Notre Dame, you had uh, App State beat beat Texas A and M, and then you had George Southern beat Nebraska. I told a guy on Friday night, a, a guy who likes to bet on uh, college football as as I do sometimes. Um, the I said I, there was a twenty-three point spread on George uh, George Southern game. I said that is the easiest money you will win tomorrow. And myself, I did not put any money on it, but I hope he did. <laughs> I hope he did <laughs> because I said I promise you they will play Nebraska at least within a touchdown, and then go out and win it. And uh, then App State. What out of those three? What what was your favorite favorite uh, upset? Well, I got to watch the the tail end of the the Notre Dame Marshall game and oh my gosh just the the pure the amount of times Notre Dame's like all right we got the ball back we've got two minutes left pick six <laughs> I mean just throw no it had like four minutes left pick six and it's just yeah. like oh my god it's about to happen and then then their quarterback gets injured their starting quarterback and then he's out for the rest of the season I think and they have to put this other guy in there. And then they start driving the ball down the field. But they've got to score and do it. I mean, it was wild. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, it wasn't ever going to happen. Um, 
But I think I've got to go. Uh, I think I enjoyed the App State A&M most. I think watching the tail end of that, I watched that on my phone going back, uh, trying to get back to Bulldog Park. And I think just the watching Jimbo and all that that has been and just App State just taking that from them, I I thoroughly enjoyed that. It was it was fun to watch. You know, our good friend Tyler Sanye, he has instilled in me, you know, growing up, he grew up a Texas Longhorn. And I think he still pulls for, for them a little bit, but he's all dog. He instilled in me a hatred for Texas A&M and how freaking weird they are. And I, I'm, I am at the of the point where we should have just never let them in. We should have never <laughs> let them in the SEC. Did you see that video of the Midnight Yell? Do you know what I'm talking about? I know the Midnight Yell, but I didn't see the, the video. There was a video where they had their just loser male cheerleaders. Uh, the guy's like giving a speech or whatever. I don't know what they call it. And he's just, just ragging on App State, insulting their intelligence, saying they're a bunch of hicks, and which is you know, funny, funny coming from Texas, you know, whatever. And, and I, and they're just sitting there like, and they're, woo, you know, throwing their hands up. They're wearing their weird outfits and all this. And, and then, and truly just like stuff that's just like, Oh, let me just uh, stick, stick this, my, my foot in my mouth kind of thing the next day, whenever they get their butts whooped. But, uh, then they took the, they took the video down off of their official site or whatever, or Twitter uh, but you know it's obviously still out there all over the place. Um, but they go and get their get their butts whooped. But all I could think was I cannot imagine the min, at midnight before a football game being in a in, at a glorified pep rally where these male cheerleaders are doing these woo and like you know doing all these chants and I mean just stupid stuff like go go to a bar have a drink be a normal college student I mean. You should be belting, living on a prayer, and drinking a three-dollar well drink at that point of the night. Like it's Friday night before a football game. Go, go have fun, not do that stuff. But anyway, sorry, I I'm, I feel like I'm speaking. Tyler is speaking through me right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, hey, if A and M keeps doing this, we'll just do a Tyler Sonye segment every week. <laughs> I, I, I feel like he. I hope he listens to this because I feel like he always is just like, dude. You know, if you want to have me on. <laughs> Uh, this, this might be this might be the entryway, man. Um, yeah, yeah. No, it, it it was it was wild, and uh, and they have paid that man a lot of money, and it is just I am just so thankful that I'm not. I don't even have to like that that world. It's like I get to watch it through a, a glass and just be like, poor little thing in there. It's just dying. <laughs> it's just sick. It's just sick and not doing so well. Somebody get it a doctor because yeah. we're just sitting here on the other side and we're like, God, that sucks. <laughs> we, we've got a continuity with the coach. We have a national championship in our back pocket. Then we have all these other New Year's Six Bowls in our back pocket. And we know that he doesn't want to go anywhere. Like, Oh, we're in a great spot. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Nick Saban's gonna retire at some point, or I mean, like, yeah, I don't know. It's just his, uh, man. Yeah, you're right. It it is really really nice being on the other side of the glass uh, from all this just chaos that's going on. Well, and uh, so either way, I, I do enjoy the chaos. I hate it for. I think Marcus Freeman's a good guy, and so I hate that for for him. I mean, I don't know the guy, but I um, feel like he's got a good story and. 
but anytime you see Notre Dame kind of sucking it up, it's always fun. You really enjoy that. Everybody, so. everybody needs to pull against Notre Dame. Obviously, I, I I agree with you. I think Marcus Freeman seems like he's a good coach and seems like he's a good players coach. But man, I mean, just don't. You you cannot do that. I don't care what your Notre Dame is one of those programs that has not been truly relevant. I know they went in the national championship. Uh, in 2012, and obviously get waxed by Alabama, um, and I know, and I know they've played in some big games since then. They're just not; they're not on the same level. They're, that Notre Dame brand is carrying them, and they've been care. It's been carrying them for the better part of like 25 years. So I'm just not at this point. I'm just. It's it's funny to see them kind of fail a little bit because I mean at some point they got to turn into what Tennessee has turned into right you know the Tennessee brand means almost nothing what it did 15 years ago you know uh, so anyway um, we did get a little little uh, also like LOL at Nebraska Nebraska is like it has been <laughs> super irrelevant for for a long time um, they have not been relevant since Ndamukong Sue was there and they played Texas in the Big 12 championship. Uh, and even before that was barely relevant. Um, well, ever since, since they moved to the Big since 10. Since the middle of the 90s. Uh, yeah, once when they moved to the Big 10 too, that was just like, that just shut that off. And they were already sucking during that time period and that didn't help them at all. <laughs> well, do you remember Move. Bo Pelini there? Oh my God. <laughs> that guy, like, you're talking about like, he somebody could have like, I don't know, like, grazed his elbow passing by and he'd be like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> like that guy just had a gasket loose man oh man but we are way off track at this point um it, it, so you is know, all that, of college football as so i said that's, that's the beautiful right. thing about college football is at this i mean like we're this this whole thing is just a, a bunch of orchestrated chaos and and it's it's the pageantry of it is beautiful and it's so much fun to, and that's why it's the best best sport in the world but it's also just very i'm very very thankful that we're sitting back and and watching from from the sidelines because uh not a lot of drama going on on our side um chancy uh any other thoughts from the from the sanford game did you get to go up and sit in the sky a little bit i, I did not uh we were not there long enough to make that happen um it was all all in the in the crowd uh, for me, and, and it really was a good crowd. I was actually very happy with uh, with the the showing. Uh, dog showed up early. I think really by kickoff, first drive, I think it really filled in. Um, there were some spots around us, and then like right when the game started, everything kind of tightened up in our area, and it was it was a full, especially in the lower bowl. I mean, it was it was full, and really and looking across the stadium, um, it was a full full stadium, and. Um, I, I was very, I was very happy with with the turnout, and uh, so everybody's excited. I mean, it was first home game. It was nice and like nice and good weather. So uh, ended up like I said, overcast and about seventy five, and it never it rained the night before. It rained hard the night before, but never rained during the day for the most part. So uh, really a good good day overall, and so uh, ended up being a good crowd. So we'll we'll see. Uh, I don't think we'll have that many. I think the next few games will be obviously a lot warmer, and um, and if you're going to ask me if I'm uh, ever going to go back to Columbia, South Carolina, you will never see me in that city ever again. For <laughs> just to, if we wanted to do a segue, there is my segue because I hate that place and it can go burn because uh, 
oh my god i was talking about it again i was talking about it this past weekend i was just like and chandler just starts laughing every time somebody brings it up she's she'll say like patrick somebody's talking about columbia south carolina (laughs) trying to get my attention and you said hold my beer (laughs) (laughs) i don't know why it's just i do know why i hate it but i don't know i could just i would be so upset if that's where i had to call like my my college town and where i went to school and my place to go and, and watch football games. Like, can you imagine doing that as a kid growing up and having to go to that place and do that? I just can't. I can't even. I, I hate it for those people and what they've what they've chosen to do with their lives. And so, anyway, um, talk about the game. Let's just. Get, I, I'm, I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying you just crapping on the uh, South Carolina Gamecocks and their and their program and their tradition and their stadium and their city and all that that's just it's great a entertainment you and i um yeah you and i we we mention this every year at least every time that we play in in columbia uh but that city is it sucks everything about it sucks we went there in 2013 and witnessed a uh, game where bobo decided that what were we on the six yard line and we just were not going to run the foot we have best running back in the country and we're just not going to run the football at all and hudson mason is going to be our saving grace <sighs> so it, it is what it is and, and all the while there's a thunderstorm going on we had to wait there was a what two hour delay uh, and then we you and i were like five feet away from a lightning rod at the very top <laughs> of the stadium like that's what i'll never forget is that we were so high in the stadium in the end zone that there was a lightning rod five feet to our left, and then there was the the, the end zone cameraman was five feet to our right. <laughs> and I remember trying to talk to him, and he was trying to be really professional, but I was just like, bro, does this not suck? <laughs> so basically what you would see when, when, you, when somebody would kick a field goal, that's what we saw. That was yeah, our view the whole, yeah. the whole time. <laughs> Except for it's more zoomed in on the TV. And, you know, for us, it was like, good God, we were so high up here. Um, yeah, man, that was just a, a, a t- terrible experience. I'm glad we in- endured it uh, together. You know, misery loves company. But, uh, yeah, that's um, that's that may be the first and last time that I go to Columbia. I am actually was thinking about it this weekend, but we're having a, a, a thing for uh for my brother for his birthday yeah we're having a get together tailgate whatever uh but i was the only reason that i was thinking about it this weekend and i i didn't even mention this to my wife but the only reason was my my in-laws are taking our son for the weekend so it was just like what what all can we do what all can we fit in this weekend and and the thing is before i knew it there was already like five things that we had to you know that we were obligated uh to go to but um Chancy playing a game in, in in what's it called, Bryce, Bryce Williams is that what it's called? Oh gosh, yes, I Williams so. Bryce, Williams Bryce, well, <laughs> Williams yeah. Bryce Stadium. Um, that's honestly, it's it's still one of the worst places to play, and it's not because they're a good football team. It's because it's really just a bunch. You're surrounded by a bunch of trash, and <laughs> and then on top of that, they play that god. Godforsaken. It's not even the the sandstorm. The sandstorm sucks, right? I think it's so stupid that you have your tradition in in a football stadium in a in a southern college football town 
your tradition is you're gonna play a, at an electronic music. That's I get mean, you're, what EDM is that? to get the people e- going. EDM, you know, you're gonna play some EDM. That's your tradition. But the worst part, Chancy, and you know this, is that mm-hmm. the, the you know, or whatever. What do they call it? The rooster. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I was about to say something that's been inappropriate, so we won't. <laughs> We won't refer to that, but they do, do it every time. Do you hear that? A, in your, do, do you have nightmares where you hear that? Oh, I wake up noise. in a cold sweat. I wake up in a cold sweat, just come out of a, of a good sleep and just hear that crap in my in my dreams. Experiencing and, uh, my nightmares. that, experiencing that firsthand with you, like I thought you were about to come unglued, man. I I, I remember that vividly. We were already pissed off because we were losing. Then we fought back and then start playing that that soundbite of the rooster crow and it just like and you were you were about to just kill someone <laughs> it, it and i guess i you had never if you've never been there and you can once you know that it's there you can hear it in the background on the broadcast mm-hmm. so if you watch game watch their games you can hear it but you don't you don't truly hear it till you're there and then when you and then when you it's like when they I mean it's like Tennessee plays Rocky Top every time someone snaps the ball, but for there they they play that almost as often, and it doesn't last as long. But it's loud and it's just horrible. It sounds like d- d- babies dying. I mean it's just a terrible <laughs> sound, and it, it's it, I don't know who allowed that to happen, but anyway it's just. They, they know every every tradition, and I'm putting this in quotations that they have, is it's just it's trashy. That's a good that, that was a good word. It's just a trashy, it's a trashy way to be. It's a South Carolina Gamecock. Well, when you think about our traditions, I mean, you've got stuff that's a little bit more substantial. I mean, you 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 think about the the um, you know lone trumpeteer in in the corner of the end zone or not corner of the end zone, you know in the what is it? The south southwestern corner, um, and then you've also got, uh, you know, you you've got your standard. The band plays your standard songs. You know, you got a standard fight song. Uh, you get the chapel bell. You get the arch. You know, you got stuff that's like ingrained in the culture of, of of Georgia football and the university itself and all this. But it's like whenever everything that you stand by is produced by a, something a noise that's coming out of a PA system. That's 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 when you're just like you know you just suck. I mean like what I don't even know what South Carolina's fight song is. That's the best way to put it. Like it to me their fight song is Sandstorm. <laughs> and the and the bad part is is their their people are okay with it. That's yeah. that's the that's the sad part. But enough about how awful they are. Uh, oh sorry, I was getting in there. <laughs> no, we ain't, we're, we're 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 past that point. Um and then they have uh, Shane Beamer, who is um, who is becoming the epitome of just sandstorm. I mean, th- this this guy is just all over the place doing weird stuff, trying to get on TikTok and do what the kids are into these days and, and stuff like that. And it's it's kind of funny to watch. Um, but uh, he is trying to get people juiced up and um they've been doing some recruiting and and things like that but last week arkansas just worked them i mean they just overpowered them all over the place and uh and so it was they had a big uh they they won who who did they beat in the first game what was that i'm trying to remember yeah they they played georgia state that's right georgia state which is is actually a better 
better program than than a lot of people realize. This is pretty yeah. pretty good team. Yeah, and so because um, George State almost added their name to the list of um, teams that were uh, that won over the weekend, they they showed out again. Uh, so South Carolina's played some competition. I mean. They've got Spencer Rattler now. Uh, Spencer Rattler, old Oklahoma quarterback. Uh, you're talking about a guy that's streaky. Um, he can, he can may hit the most beautiful ball that's thrown all season long, and then he then may throw four interceptions. So you never know truly what you're going to get with him. But uh, so it, it, it's, I think it'll be an interesting game. I think it's going to be a good test for us. I think uh, a true road test and just kind of get the get our SEC. Uh, gauntlet started. Uh, do you see what the spread was? Um, I haven't looked at it today. Uh, last yeah. I saw, it was like 24, 24 and a half, I think. Yeah, it opened I, up I at 20, it opened up at 25 and a half, so I figured it was going to start to go yeah. down a little bit. Yeah, um, that's you know, this game is, is interesting because uh, so you and I discussed this. They there was a uh, I think yesterday it came out that they had a couple of defensive starters that are out for the season. Uh, ACL injuries, uh, Jordan Strachan and uh, uh, Muhammad uh, Kaba, I think is, is how you say his name. A um, couple of guys who were contributors for the team. I don't think their defensive – I don't think their defense is really going to be anything substantial, nor do I th- really think their offense is. I, this is one of those teams that reminds me a lot of that 20 uh, – was it 2018 or 2019? No, sorry, not 2019. That's the team that beat us. It was the 2018 South Carolina team. That had like a couple of talented guys on it. Is probably two or three guys. Uh, you got some. Uh, you still have some like interior defensive linemen that are pretty solid. But all in all, it's just a team that we should be just like we beat Oregon. Uh, in theory, uh, Spencer Rattler, who talk about a guy who went from being remember he was the preseason MVP, you know, or preseason Heisman favorite. Um, going into last year and then all of a sudden now he's transferred to South Carolina already lost a game not playing extremely well um, I'm just not I'm not scared of, of Spencer Rattler at least not in a South Carolina uniform no I, I'm excited for uh, Jalen to get a hold of him uh, and see what uh, see what he can do with him because I'm not that, that's the thing is I'm not scared about really anything that they they bring to the table uh, this is a noon game, so you don't have to worry about sandstorm uh, that at the in the night atmosphere. But I mean, South Carolina's. I mean, I think losing last weekend will dampen the crowd a little bit. But um, they'll get they everybody gets jacked up when we come to town. So I mean, we're the we're, we're the one that everybody gets pumped up for, and so uh, they want to bring us down to bring number one team coming to town. They're going to want to show out. So it'll be a full it'll be a full crowd, and they'll. They'll show up, but I think that does help us being an being an early game, get in there, handle your business, and go home. Yes, I mean Spencer Rattler is just not the he's not the weapon that he he once was. Let, can I can I um, shed some knowledge here for you? So I was just looking. South Carolina has a total of 119 rushing over two games. Um, of course, that's with Spencer Rattler having some negative negative uh, yardage with sacks and whatnot. But so I I think that's a glaring stat, and that's just not what South Carolina football used to be. And they're not. This is not South Carolina football that's trying to upgrade to Oklahoma's offense. Spencer Rattler came into this offense, and he knew that it was going to be different. 
Um, they're not going to be trying to spread everything, everybody around. They, they, they're still a run first team and Marshawn Lloyd is their, their starting running back and they just have not been able to run the ball even on Georgia state. And I'm not sitting here telling you that they don't have some playmakers on offense. I, I still think they have a couple of solid receivers, but it's just not, this is not a team that I'm scared of them offensively whatsoever. And I don't think that there's anything that they can do, even if we don't have A.D. Mitchell, I don't think there's anything they can do defensively to make it much of a difference. But I'm I'm waiting to see Chansey, and just kind of on the flip side of them not being a, a, a very good running team right now, on the flip side, I'm waiting to see us just jump out and have a really good rushing attack against against an opponent. I think... That is going to be the telltale sign because I know we've been passing a lot more here recently. I think we're trying to act like we're Alabama here over the past five years, right? You know, we're we're trying to be a little bit more dynamic with how we attack. And I think Stetson's done a great job of, of you know, attacking that and also spreading the ball around. And we've got a bunch of different different guys that are taking, uh, taking uh, ownership of, of their positions and their roles. But if we cannot, if we get into a dogfight, We've got to be able to run the ball down their throat, and I, I think we got the boys. I think we got the line. I I just hope and pray that early in the season, and maybe it comes this weekend, we have a situation where we, sorry, we were put in that situation where we have to run the ball down their throat, and we do it. That's what I want our will to be imposed on on, hopefully South Carolina this coming weekend. I I love that because you look at last year and. Obviously, there are things of last year that you want to mimic, and us being able to put away games because of how we run the ball, mm. a lot of those a lot of those games they just became irrelevant in late in the third quarter into the fourth because they couldn't stop us at the line of scrimmage. Our 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 line just ripped them apart, and our guys just continue to make plays and seven eight yard carries uh, that just are demoralizing. And it's just how you it's how you win those games and. Um, keep our defense off the field, and uh, it's more. Once you're able, once you get into that rhythm, it really does change. And so, I think you're exactly right. I think we, we're, we're, we've got to show that we can or can't do it. <laughs> we got to find out if it's if we're able to, and I think we are. Um, so we'll, but we'll find out what we're, what we're made of here, uh, here this weekend when it comes to that, because that's that's what we haven't shown yet. We haven't had a hundred yard rusher yet, and uh, South Carolina would be a great team to start that on so yeah that's that's what i want to see that's actually exactly what i want to see and i it's not gonna be ken it's sorry it's not gonna be kenny kenny's just golly he's just such it's like you were talking about with kirby how he's just like yeah you, you want me to talk about kenny i will <laughs> don't worry about it don't worry about it um but it's like it's like you were talking about with Kirby. who's just like, all right, well, look, I mean, these these receiving yards out of the backfield is basically like a running play that's got momentum, right? And uh, you know, even if it's a swing pass or if it's a little angle pass or what, I mean, this is a play where we're putting the ball in receivers' hands that is coming out of the backfield, and it's not it's not like he has to do anything. Uh, you know, he, it's not like he has to be a showboat. We're just trying to get him at the ball the ball in his hands to where he can make a play in open space. And I'm not, um, I'm not trying to knock on our running game at all. I just think, I don't think we've committed to it at all. I, I mean, we played Oregon. I mean, freaking Stetson had 370 yards passing. I don't think we decided, have decided at all over the two games that we played 
to, to try to run the ball down their throat. I really want to see us test them. I really want to see us do it against South Carolina because I think this is a good opportunity, especially with the, the gauntlet that we got coming up here You know, in the late October situation. I'm not convinced that we can run the ball at will, and that's what I want to see. That's why I want to go ahead and see. I mean, if we got South Carolina and Kent State and Missouri, Missouri's not a good football team this year. If we can run the ball against those three teams, I think that will bode well for the rest of the season. Because that second half of our season is just, I mean, that's way more way more difficult than the first half. Well, I mean, we thought that Oregon was going to be our best opponent, and then we beat them, you know, by 46 points. But it is what it is. Uh, Chancey, what's, I mean, what are your thoughts on, on, on the current situation, at, uh, you know, rushing attack and, you know, what, I mean, do you think we do you think we try to attack it from that angle this weekend, or do you think we kind of keep uh, keep running what we got? I think I would like to see what you're talking about, and I think if we, I don't know how early we're going to do that, because I don't know if we're still, I still think we're trying to. I don't know if it's one of these things that we're still trying to figure ourselves out and figure out what we're can and can't do, and if we're still figuring out some of this stuff in practice, like do we our offensive line are they at the do we feel comfortable to where we can kind of establish this running game um but this could be something that maybe you you come out in the first quarter and you get up two scores and then in the second quarter you start to try to say okay can we can we do something like this maybe we maybe we feel more comfortable in these passing situations and um and thinking of our run game as and because Kenny may be they may th- think of Kenny him being with him being our starting running back, him more effective of running out of the backfield by catching out of the backfield, and yeah. so putting him in space. And so, um, I think we've got the guys to do it. I, I feel I feel confident about that. Uh, we've pretty much solely been out of the shotgun. So I mean, I think one of the things that you we've seen we when we get into the red zone, we we get a few of those. Um, we'll get a few power formations and 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 kind of and, and run it in. Uh, power eyes and and um but we're not seeing much of that we're not seeing that really throughout a drive i mean that's all shotgun spread rpo just we're, we're seeing that that kind of play out and if we're better in that situation that's obviously what i want us to play i, I don't think we're going to see too much different than what we have been more than likely if i had to guess maybe later on in the game we, we start to do that but i feel like munkin is starting to kind of sink his teeth into this thing and really start to establish what he what he does as, as an offensive coordinator. So, because um, I think he's playing to Kenny's strength. I think you see him did he did that last year. He played to the strengths of what we had on the team. And so, I think his it's not that this is he's an RPO guy. I think he's a his players guy, and he understands what he because he was doing more of that with James Cook last year. Yeah. But we didn't have the same guys. We didn't have – we were still figuring out about Bowers. We didn't have – AD was unproven. We didn't have all the receivers and everything. Jermaine was hurt, so we were still figuring that out. Stetson wasn't established as the guy who could have a little more of the run to be able to make some of those decisions. JT's not going to be your best option for that. So you're still kind of – to me, I felt like our offense catered much more to the players that we had at the time. And so I think now we're just catering to who we've – to who we've got and I think it's it obviously worked out well in the first game and um but you do feel more comfortable when you can just line it up and say stop me 
and 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 be able to that's 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 my favorite thing (laughs) and so i love it when we can do that and uh you want to be able to do that later on in the season later on in these big games to be able to say can you take the ball from me yeah and it's and it's not a necessity I, i just but it will be at some point if we play a team and I don't know if it's going to be Bama in the SEC championship game. I don't know if it's going to be whenever we play Florida and Jacksonville. You never know what the situation is going to be where you have to kind of sit down and, and say, hey, we have to put our dominance out there on the football field. And the only way we can, we know to do that is to, to run the ball down their throats. I, it's just a different college football, world of college football these days. I mean, when you ever, whenever Alabama swapped over, from the running down their throats to spread offense, throw the ball, you know, three downs out of four. It's it just completely changed how these teams that were similar, like us, started to look at at how we should attack everything offensively. And I think Munkin has done a really good job of taking that and saying, okay, we we uh, I love the the dynamic attack of throwing the ball all over the field, but also enjoy the fact that we can have guys, we have this stable of horses, you know, behind us that can also move the football and, and be effective with it. So um, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing a, a kind of a balanced attack, maybe a 60-40 kind of situation. Um, but I also just want us to get that 150. I really want a 200-yard rushing game is what I want, uh, at least within some at some point within the first Excuse me. These next three three games, um, Kent State's obviously an easy situation to, to be able to do that. But I think if we were able to test ourselves in this game, this is the game that we need to do it because this is going to be the toughest defense we play uh, over the next three weekends. Um, I'm looking forward to it, man. It's going to be a good time. I, I I wish we were playing at a. I I don't understand this this. Weekend sucks, like college football wise. Uh, I I don't understand why we're at least not the like six or seven o'clock game. Have you seen that? How it's just like, I know we talked about it beforehand, but like the the seven o'clock, it's a six o'clock game because it's in the Central Time Zone. But the uh, Mississippi State and LSU use the night game. I mean, both those teams no no, no bueno anymore. Yeah, I, it's kind of a rough week. There's there's always a couple of these weeks during the season. And, uh, and and you never know where they're going to come out. You just hate that it's this early. Usually this is the time where everything's kind of hitting its stride, but we had a lot of interconference play here these first couple weekends. Got some good matchups. So uh, a lot of a lot of people recovering from their ailments uh, yes. from right. this past weekend. So uh, some of these teams needed a lot. So uh, it was nice to it was nice for us to survive that. Yeah, no kidding, no kidding. Well, Chancey, we'll, uh, I think we've already established that we neither one of us are going to be in Columbia for this football game. Where are you going to be watching it? I will be uh, probably at home. Uh, if I haven't, I haven't quite gotten that far, uh, being a being a noon game, but probably get some get some food cooked and uh, do something do something small. And uh, but we'll we'll see. I've been I've been in Athens these last two weekends, so I don't know how to don't know how to watch a game at home yet so still figuring that out yeah i i, I haven't either so we're <laughs> we're gonna do the same thing actually i'm, not, I'm still not gonna be watching it at home uh, i'm gonna be watching and we're going over to tomorrow's aubrey's birthday so we're going over to uh their house for the 
week uh, for the game this weekend, and which we would have done anyway. Uh, but at the same time, it's a, uh, you know what? I'm gonna get him. He didn't listen to this, so I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna get him a something a streaming device because he plays the games on his TV downstairs. And it's like a it's like a Vizio smart TV or whatever. And it's it's fine. I mean, it's a great TV, but like he plays it using the apps that are built into the TV, and it skips like every now and then. Like I'm just like, dude, just get a freaking Apple TV or something. Like, <laughs> and he just won't do it. So I'm gonna gift him. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to gift him something that's gonna work better than that. But I just that's a, that's I a great that, that's a great that is a great one because um that is something you can't have. Uh, I I spent the money got an Apple TV and you just you never have a problem with it. Never an issue. I, I, I I have tested so many streaming devices because I mean you know me I I once I got the YouTube TV I was like this is I'm never going back to cable and I've tested them all Apple TV I got two of them now like I'm just like this, this is by far the best I don't care it, I know it costs more or whatever but I like it is by far the best smooth but anyway we're, this is not a this is not a uh, advertisement <laughs> here uh, just you know how I get. Um, but yeah, chance. I uh, I'll be over at their house watching the game myself, and just uh, looking forward to drinking a few cold ones. And man, I are you? I know we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves. I don't know if we'll do a. Uh, I guess we'll probably do a recap from the South Carolina game. I don't know if we'll do a preview of the Kent State game. That doesn't really make sense. But uh, are you going to be in Athens for that game? You think? That's the plan. Okay. As of right now, so. That is that is my that's gonna be my first my first home game of the year. Uh, thank God I'm gonna be in Sanford Stadium here within the next. I I, I can feel it. I need it, um, and I live f- five miles away from it. But uh, I, I I need it like I need air to breathe right now. Uh, so um, I was gonna ask you, did they do? I meant to ask you this earlier. I'm sorry. Uh, did they do any kind of celebration? Or, or you know, I know they probably had the flag raised or whatever. Did they do any kind of national championship thing? You know, they just they played a lot of highlights from the national championship game. They didn't really do anything. Now that you mentioned that, um, I don't think they did anything too, too, too special about it. They just played a lot of highlights from the game, obviously, mm-hmm. and um, had kind of a. They did kind of they did kind of a pretty long montage at the beginning, and uh, and got everybody pretty juiced up, but. Um, nothing too, nothing too special. We're we're already past it. Kirby wants us to move on. He wants it. He wants us in twenty twenty two. He's ready for us to. He's ready us to ready to go after the next one. So yeah. Uh, well, I didn't know what they would what they would do because obviously it wasn't there. But I didn't know what they would do because they had the celebration, you know, back in the beginning of the year. And so um, I I had been, you know, I'll run down the bridge and I'll just look and I'm like, man, they they should have that national championship banner up 24/7. I don't understand why it's, why it's not up right now. And I was like, please tell me, please tell me they're going to have it up for the first game of the season. But uh, I kind of thought that they might like redo that, you know, thing for for everybody. Um, so glad to hear we didn't miss out on anything. It's you know 33 to zero shutout win. Nothing, you know, kind of one of those things that you know. I don't think I don't feel like I missed anything. I, I hate no. that I wasn't able to sit there and, and, and watch it. And I hate that I wasn't there for the first game of the season, but um, I'm not going to miss any more. I promise you that. There we go. Hey, it's all about the all about the rebound. So Sounds good, brother. Well, uh, unless you got any more thoughts on Spitzer Rattler uh, sucking, um, I, think we're, uh, I think we're done here. Uh, go dogs. Dogs on top. Thank you.
Thank you.